0: I'm inviting a friend, a longtime friend, onto this Limitless Together series, and his name is Sean Stevenson. And Sean, thanks for joining us, buddy. Pick it on mute and join us. Sean is my personal energy coach. We talk about the power of energy, and I believe you don't have energy, you do energy. People wake up and say, I hope I have motivation, I hope I have creativity, I hope I have focus, I hope I have energy, but energy is not, it's not a noun, it's a verb. And Sean is the best-selling author of one of my favorite books, Sleep Smarter. He's supported me. If you've read my book and you see the area of energy where I talk about um, my sleep apnea, the obstructive sleep apnea that I have where I stop breathing over 200 times a night, and it's very difficult to sleep. So Sean is, is one of my coaches. He is the head. He, he's founded the, the Model Health Show, which is consistently one of the top health podcasts on iTunes. Sean, I could go on and on. Thanks for coming on, buddy. It's my
1: pleasure. Anytime, anything for you, Jim. I think it's been about 10 years now, you know, and uh, I'm really pumped about this. I'm pumped about the mission and what we're doing with Limitless. And so today we're going to be talking about energy. And I'm the yeah. first thing. Can I just jump right in?
0: Yeah, well, we're our team. They're extremely tactical. So maybe we could talk about three to five things for Limitless Energy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully everybody can hear me okay, even if it, there's a little delay. So first thing that we have to understand is that energy starts from the top down. All right. It literally starts with the brain. Go figure that. So in understanding that, we have to look at what the brain itself is as far as an energy consuming and regulating organ. Our brain, even though it's only about 2% of our body weight, it's consuming upwards of about 25 percent of our calories that we take in our brains are very very hungry very energy hungry organs and so with that said it's kind of important to understand that we have to feed our brain the right stuff we understand that the energy we're taking into our bodies the food we consume is primarily going to your brain more than other organs however there's a little caveat there your brain has something called the blood brain barrier and it is the most choosy club and town as far as who can get past that velvet rope. So there's only certain nutrients, just a couple of dozen nutrients that can actually cross the blood
0: brain barrier and feed that hungry brain. So here we have nutrition through food, supplements, water. We have uh, physical uh, movement, which is important because the brain primarily, we have a brain so it can control our movement. People are asking how long approximately should we walk? Is there, is there a time on that? Yeah. Yep.
1: So this particular study I mentioned earlier, 11 minutes appears to be that sweet spot. That's that minimum we want to hit. But then we see benefits as we get up into the, you know, 20 to 30 minute range for other things as well. So, but 11 minutes is that sweet spot. So I recommend 11 minutes, two to three times a day, or you can put it all together in one nice walk. And it's a great way. And what's so great about walking is that, like you said, we can connect you can yeah. maybe hop on. There's this lady I always see in my neighborhood. She's like on her Bluetooth, walking her dogs. She this third time. She's chatting with whoever she's chatting with. It's always like some juicy stuff too, which I mean, she speaks to me. So, you know, like we know each other, but I, I shouldn't be listening in, but I'm, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, so let's move on to the last category here, which is our sleep. And the secret with sleep is that, and this is gonna sound very strange, it's going to be to slow down so that you can go faster. All right. Slow down so that you can go faster. And in my book, Sleep Smarter, I actually highlighted several incredible, fascinating studies and really kind of created a movement in sleep wellness many years ago when it came out because there's so much data. But if we don't ask the right questions, we're not going to find these answers. And so for this particular part of the limit, this limitless movement in the book Limitless itself, We're looking at, okay, what are specific things as far as sleep and sleep wellness that impacts our performance and impacts our brains? And so I just wanted to share this with you guys. Uh, Researchers at Stanford University set out to examine the benefits of sleep on athletic performance. But this is also, athletic performance is also very cognitive. Your brain is helping to run all this stuff. And they took test subjects who are members of the men's basketball team. And these results are absolutely shocking what I'm about to share with you so prior to this study the athletes were getting just random sleep it might be four hours five hours eight hours it was just very random but they put them on this protocol where they ended up getting an average of eight and a half hours of sleep per night over the course of the study and now here's what happened the athletes after getting eight and a half hours consistently for a small amount of time shaved nearly one full second off of their sprint time that makes the difference between winning and losing in a race getting to a ball or not getting to a ball their shooting, their shooting improved dramatically as well. The players saw their free throw shooting and their three-point shooting improved by 9%. This can make, make the difference between getting a scholarship or getting signed in the NBA. Huge, huge 9% difference simply by being more re- well-rested. And subjectively, they noted that they were less fatigued, they had less daytime sleeping, sleepiness, their reaction times improved as well, and they overall reported that their moods and overall physical well-being, we're all better. And these are all things we know. We know what it's like when we're sleep deprived and everything is kind of slow motion, you know? So making okay. sure that we're optimizing our sleep is a huge key to performance.
0: So what are your, uh, people are asking how long they should sleep and people want to know, obviously this, this, this book, Sleep Smarter, what are, what are, what are three of your, your favorite sleep um, tools or techniques or, or strategies? Perfect. You know this about
1: me, Jim. I'm very much on practicality. What's the low-hanging fruit? So number one, something very simple, and this can piggyback two of these things we've already gone through, is your exercise timing. The time of day that you exercise can actually influence your sleep quality significantly. So researchers at Appalachian State University test took test subjects and they had them to train it three different times over the course of the study exclusively. So they had them trained at 7 a.m. for a phase, 1 p.m., and then 7 p.m. in the evening. They found that when folks were exercising in the morning, morning exercisers spent more time in the deepest, most anabolic stages of sleep, they had more efficient sleep cycles, they tended to sleep longer, and they had a 25% greater drop in blood pressure in the evening. And that just means their fight or flight nervous system is relaxing and turning off. Just get some exercise in in the morning. This doesn't mean you have to do a full workout. Maybe you just go and go for your walk. You know, go for your power walk. Or maybe you could do some bodyweight exercise. Maybe you could do a four-minute Tabata. Do something because what that does, and clinically we call this a cortisol reset. It gets your cortisol elevated normally, how how we're designed. And and it just kind of starts to help to reset that pattern for folks who tend to be tired and wired. So that's number one, um, is to get some morning exercise in. Number two, this one is, the, the since I gave a low-hanging fruit, I've got to give one, rip the Band-Aid off. This one kind of sucks. But this might be the biggest challenge to our sleep and health overall wellness right now in our modern time, which is our devices. If we're on a device at night, Harvard researchers have confirmed that the blue light spectrum coming from our devices, which I love, I love being able to connect with you guys, but it's sending information to my brain that's basically telling my brain that it's daytime if I'm on it in the evening. And so what they found is that it uh, stimulates the release of cortisol in the evening and suppresses melatonin, all right? So it's kind of like an inverse relationship. And so we just want to be mindful of that if we're on our devices. And what they found was that basically every 30 minutes you're on your device at night, it suppresses melatonin. I'm sorry, every hour you're on your device at night, it suppresses melatonin for 30 minutes, all right? Every hour you're on your device, melatonin suppresses suppressed for Even if you're exhausted and you go to sleep, if you're not producing adequate melatonin, you're not going to go through your sleep cycle efficiently and you might get eight hours of sleep and wake up feeling like trash or seven hours of sleep waking up feeling like trash. And that's another one of the big secrets is there is no cookie cutter amount of sleep hours that you're supposed to get. All right. If you if you want to look at sleep minutes sort of like calories. Today we know that all calories are not created equal and so it's, a, it's the quality of those calories that matter a whole lot. Calories do matter. Sleep amount does matter, but the quality of those minutes matter more. My book is not called Sleep More. Sleep More is called Sleep Smarter. And so just employing some very simple things to help to improve your sleep cycle. So with the technology thing, obviously we know Jim, I'm sure, has is, is, is talked about this on his platforms. wearing some blue light blocking glasses if you are going to be on your device. I love the fact of giving yourself a 30-minute A simple 30-minute screen curfew before going to bed, all right? That's not, it's not that long, but for some people, even 30 minutes, it's like, what am I going to do for 30 minutes? Because we somewhat lost the ability to just talk to another person who might be there in the house with us without picking up our phone for our just checks. We can use this time to, you know, take a magnesium bath, which can help to improve your sleep quality. We can use this time to listen to a podcast. You don't have to stare at a screen to listen to a podcast or an audiobook. Limitless on audiobook, for example, and you can use this time to connect, talk with your significant other, which could lead to potentially other things that can help you to sleep well as well. Which that's a chapter in the book, uh, chapter nine. It's a really good chapter. Uh, so those are a couple of very tactical things to implement to improve our sleep.
0: Amazing. What what about sleep environment? light temperature some people are asking about this yes yes so
1: I'm so grateful you know I really helped to push this information into culture uh, several years back and now for many people it's just kind of like a part of their regimen our sleep environment makes it makes literally makes a world of difference because as Jim talks about we create these neuroassociations to everything to things in our environment and so if you walk into your bedroom and this is the place where you go to, you know, watch television, or you go to do work, or whatever the case might be. You're cre- You're telling your brain, even if you go in there like I intend to go to bed, you're going to have circuits that are firing, saying, you know, I'm ready to watch TV. You know, Sanford and Son is on, or Friends, or whatever. I don't know why I said Sanford and Son, but <laughs> these, you know, your brain is going to be firing for this activity. So you want to create a neural association for sleep and relaxation in the bedroom, right? That's what you want. And so how do we do that? I highly recommend getting the electronics out of your bedroom if at all possible. Some folks tuning in right now, they're like in a studio apartment and that's all good. I understand. I get it. But even just not working in your bed, if possible, set up a little area where you can sit and make your bed that neuroassociation. Like I only sleep and get my freak on in the bed. That's all I do here. I, I didn't know how to put it, Jim, but that's, that's okay. what came out. So that's what you want to do. And, and number two, we want to create that environment where it's also nice and cozy and dark. So researchers at Cornell took a test subject and put them in an otherwise dark room and took a, a, a light that was the size of a quarter and put it behind their knee. And that was enough to influence their sleep cycle. It disrupted their sleep cycle, simply putting a light behind their leg. And this is because your skin has uh, photoreceptors that is always again, trying to figure out what time it is. And our bodies are amazing, right? So get your room as dark as possible. And if you're somebody who has issues with the dark, which we're not going to have judgment here. All right. You can get yourself a nightlight that is in the shade or in the hues that are not as disruptive for sleep, which is going to be more in like the oranges reddish hue. All right. The red light special light. All right. Get a little night light like that. So get, get your room nice and dark. And lastly, cool. All right. Get it cool. Because we evolved as humans, no matter what environment we're in, when it gets dark outside, when night comes around, the temperature goes down. All right. And our bodies have evolved that way so that when when the sun starts to go down, we have a natural drop in our core body temperature to help to facilitate sleep that drop in our core body temperature releases sleep related hormones and enzymes to help us to sleep better. But if we're artificially keeping our temperature up, by having the the heat up too high, or, you know, we just exercise right before we're trying to go to bed, that can cause massive disruptions in our sleep. And so if it's a time of year where it's just, you know, you can just like shut the heat off, you can do that. Or maybe you might want to turn the AC on or at least open a window. Do something to just drop the temperature just a couple of degrees. And that's one of those other very simple tactical things to help improve our sleep.
0: Amazing. Sean Stevenson, thank you very much, um, everybody. This is Sean's book, Sleep Smarter. I highly recommend it. This We're talking about Limitless Together and part of being limitless is having enough energy and building your energy reserves. And you can't do that without the proper nutrition, without which includes food, supplements, and water, without also the, the things that we, 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 we all discuss, movement, and also the power of sleep. I challenge everybody right now, actually, if you can take a screenshot of this and tag Sean, tag myself, it's Sean Stevenson. Um, at uh, on, post, post it on Instagram and share your best sleep hack or your favorite brain food or your favorite exercise. One of those things, what's your favorite exercise, what's your favorite brain food outside of water and uh, and also what is your favorite tip for, for sleeping? I'll actually repost some of my favorites. I know, I know Sean will see these also as well. And, um, and also listen to Sean's podcast, which is absolutely amazing and uh wow we have to do this again because there's so many there's so there's so much love here and sean i see it yeah i see all the messages
1: thank you guys i love you guys i appreciate you guys i'm at sean model on instagram so definitely tag me and jim i love you buddy this is this is awesome thank you for continuing to you know impress upon our culture the need to learn right right now more than ever and the fact that we have these superpowers we can tap into a lot of the knowledge that i'm expressing is you know, thanks to Jim, just helped me to to really optimize my brain. You know, so thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, my friend.
0: Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's K W I K. Brain.com or simply text the word podcast to 916 822 7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916 82 Brain. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long term memory. Remember FAST, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it, so use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes